Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Howdy, howdy, my friends. I'm so glad to be back with you this week. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm a little frazzled today. I couldn't even tell you why. I think it was poor sleep, but you will experience that with me a little bit on this episode. Um, I think it's, I think it's really good anyway. (laughs) You guys, we have the most wonderful guest this week and the way that this came about, is um is so unique. So okay, so a while back I was kind of looking into what it would take to get some help with the podcast cuz you know I have like the new baby and I homeschool my daughter and I've got all this stuff going on right Etsy shops. I'm just, you know me, I go a million miles a minute. Um and I was like, you know, what can I maybe delegate of some of this? And I kind of went on this little journey of interviewing podcast managers and researching them and um this Juliana, who's on the podcast today, was actually on my list. And I ended up <laughs> I ended up not talking to any of the managers that I was going to interview because the cost was going to be like prohibitive <laughs> because I do a video podcast. If I just did an audio podcast, it would have been totally cool. But the fact that I include video for YouTube kind of like um, made it so it wasn't going to make sense for me. And I went I went other other directions to get some help. But I was like super intrigued by Juliana. Um, already. And we didn't get a chance to connect. But then so she but she didn't know this. This is all happening. Like, I've got my little research list going. I'm telling you, it wasn't within days of each other. And all of a sudden, I get an email from Juliana. And I'm like, this is weird. (laughs) I mean, for me, I, you guys know, I'm a Christian, I totally believe it was like a God thing um, that connected us. Like, like, we were somehow on that same wavelength, like, thank you, Lord, uh, within a few days of each other. She sends me an email and she's like, Lizzie, like, I know you don't know me, but um, I've been following your podcast and I would love to, she's like, I'm a podcast manager, but I'd actually love to come on your show and talk to your um, your audience about starting a podcast for their Etsy shops. And I'm like, what? That's why it was the most wild thing. You better believe I was like typing that reply email so fast. It was just crazy. Um, and I had never thought about that. You guys, I'd never thought about how, cause to me, I'm looking at like what the work is of a, of a podcast. And I'm thinking a lot of you guys are, um, just getting started or haven't started yet. And I'm just like, I want you to focus on your SEO and your pictures and all of that. And so Julia and I got on a phone call because now I was like, well, now I have to meet you because this is fascinating. Wait till you hear <laughs> how we were just going to about to talk anyway. So anyway, um, just so fun. And she explained to me like why this was such a great idea for some of you and, and something that some of you will maybe grow into here in the next, like maybe three to six months, you'll be ready for it. And I was like, this is epic. We totally have to talk to this, talk about this on the podcast. 
like my audience is going to love it either way. And so many of them will find it useful and, and maybe take the next step because I don't know, like I hear from a lot of you guys and podcasting is just so fun. Um, and a lot of you, I think, are like, you know, excited about the idea of getting to really get to know people through podcasting, like getting to make that connection and getting to share your passions. And so, um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Juliana's coming on. Um, we're a touch scattered, mostly me, because I just get geeked out about the subject. Like, I'm so excited about podcasting and Etsy. And like the fact that I didn't find out until we were actually on this recording that she had an Etsy shop before too. It just, it was all really fun. And so, you, you know what? You are very much, I know this is what you love anyway. You're very much listening to two friends for the most part, just chat and go on little tangents. And um, I hope, I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. So let me tell you. So Juliana Barbati is a dynamic podcast strategist. Yes, I can, I can attest to that. Consultant and owner of a top boutique podcast production agency. Her specialties include marketing, SEO, copywriting, and monetization, all of which allow her to help entrepreneurs elevate their voices and spread their inspiring messages. This is exactly how, why I found her because she was literally one of those like boutique um, agencies I was super interested in. But Juliana's passion goes beyond business. As a born-again Christian, she's deeply passionate about her faith in Jesus and reading the Bible. This was something I wasn't expecting to connect with Juliana about, but she recently had a really cool um, conversion experience. And so it was fun to bond with her. Like, you guys know I, I have all different kinds of guests with different beliefs, and all of you guys are all, all over the map as well. And I love that. I love this to be a space where we can be who we really are, and we can enjoy each other even when we don't have the exact same beliefs. Like, the rest of the world is so polarizing. I love creating a space where I can be myself, you can be yourself, my guest can be themselves, and we can all hang. So that was a really cool connection about Juliana. In her free time, she enjoys spending time in her tropical Central American paradise with her husband, two homeschooled littles, and her ever-expanding brood of cats. Literally, this girl's awesome. So she's going to share more about where she is and why she's there. It's like, honestly, the lifestyle is so cool. Um, and I, I hope this is intriguing to you. Some of you, some of you should totally hundred percent start a podcast to promote your Etsy shop. And I want to hear from you if you do. So with that being said, let's just welcome Juliana right here on the podcast and dig into this stuff. Hey, Juliana, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is exciting because you and I become little buddies as well. And I'm excited for this conversation because I can geek out over some podcasting. Isn't podcasting the best? I'm obsessed. I ha it's like everything I never knew I always wanted to be. Yes. I mean, I love it because I have two kids. They're homeschooled. So we're always together 24-7 and they can come in at any time. And if I'm making a video, then now I have to worry about editing the video. But if they <laughs> come in, I can just pause real quick. They'll do their thing. I mean, if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear my kids in the background. And I'm just here for it because I'm a mom. I have kids. They're wild. And, you know, it's just more flexible, you know, plus the connections that you make on a podcast. It's just like nothing else out there, you know? Absolutely. I can also hear the beautiful. We, we need to talk about where you are because I can hear the beautiful birds chirping. And it's so I feel like you have such an exotic situation around you. So tell us where you're where we're talking to you from. Yeah, so I am coming to you live from Central America. I am in El Salvador. Uh, my husband and I, of course, my kids, we just moved here 10 months ago. My husband is a Bitcoiner and Bitcoin is legal tender here in El Salvador. And we have been living the tropical life for 10 months now. And I absolutely love it. That's amazing. And your kids are going to have such a like, what a crazy, cool childhood. <laughs> like what? Right. 
Yes, they're fluent in Spanish. Sometimes they help me out. It's great. That's <laughs> how it goes. Well, um, I would love to re- actually dig into your story. Like the, I, I, I love the lifestyle that you lead. Um, your family just sounds like a blast. Like I think we actually need to come visit you. But I would love to talk about your podcasting story, your background, and how you became like such a podcasting queen because it's very amazing. Yes. So. My background started in back in 2018, my husband and I wanted to make money online and we started an Amazon store and we started that store in January. And when I think May rolled around, we looked at each other, we locked eyes and he was like, I want to quit my job. And I said, yes, it's going to be so rich. So then he quit his job and our Amazon store was brand new because we started the process in January, but it didn't launch until March or April. So anyway, he quits his job and the store didn't take off for another two years. That's when we made six figures in the Amazon store. But then, you know, it was good because it put pressure on us and we made it work. I don't recommend it, but, you know, it was the thing that we needed to make it work. So then anyway, in 2020, we're home staring at each other. Um, At that point, I lived in Florida and life felt like a hurricane, like you want to get ready for it. But the hurricane never came, but you still had to live like there was a hurricane. It was it was intense. Wow. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start an Etsy shop. I bet I can start an Etsy shop. So I did, and my store was uh, it, it did well. And I was like, well, what is the next thing I can do? Because I'm still locked at home. So I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast, and I'm going to teach people how to do this. So I started podcasting, and up until December of 2021, I was going deep with my podcast and doing all the things. But when December 2021 hit, I was like, I have said, I feel like everything there's to say about e-commerce and there's so much more about me that needs to come out. Like I'm a really uh, good copywriter and I have all these creative ideas and all these things that I don't feel are coming through. Like I need more, but I couldn't just quit my job, right? Like I I made money, I, I needed a way to still make money. So I started to take inventory of my life and I was like, okay, what else can I do? And I was like, wow, I'm a successful podcaster. Uh, at that point, I was uh, the top one and a half percent of all podcasters worldwide. And my business had grown because of the podcast. I am not a household name. And it's not like people know who I am. I didn't have a social media following. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this. So that was when the idea of um, starting a podcast management agency came about. I didn't officially pivot until March of 2022. But this is how... I got deep into the podcasting world because I saw firsthand what it did for me in my business and all with ease, right? Because you know how it goes. We just sit down in front of a mic and we speak and there it is. It's out into the world. My my episodes are uh, minimally edited, if edited at all, just Same, because yeah. the vibe, you know, I just like that, that natural vibe. And you either love me or you don't. And yes. I'm either way. And that's it. And I think, honestly, that's what makes a very successful podcast. It's that you're honest and you're raw and you're vulnerable with your people. A hundred percent. Can I um, ask real quick what niche you were in for Etsy? I was in, I would say I was in like this non-toxic space. You know, I'm, okay. a, I'm, a, crunchy, I'm a crunchy mom too. <laughs> I'm in, so one of the things I am is a crunchy mom. So I was in the crunchy hippie space. Okay, so you were making a handmade product and it was like a natural type. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, and I also had some da- uh, downloadable guides as well that I had on and I took them off and whatever. I was just kind of playing around with them because, again, I was really 
I still am, but not as much as before in the non-toxic living space. I was non-toxic before non-toxic was cool. <laughs> That's so awesome. You started the trend. Um, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely love some of that. We like to be, we like to be natural when we can. We don't go completely off the reservation about it, mostly for, because of practicality and because I'm terrified of anything medical, but yes, absolutely. So, okay. This is so interesting because actually you just pulled a fast one on me. I didn't realize you came out of the Etsy space. Like this could not be cooler, Juliana. I'm so excited. So talk to me about So it wouldn't, okay, guys, you know me. I'm just going to get totally raw here. Like I would not have thought initially, I wouldn't have been like, do you know what would be great for an Etsy shop? Starting a podcast. Because my first thought would have been podcasting can be a lot of work. I think it can be hard to get your... Uh, to get found. Like, you know, it's one of those things like just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come just like an Etsy shop. And I'm like, these people are are just trying to figure out how to get their products listed and how to actually get sales. Can you help us understand like how can a podcast help an Etsy seller grow their business? Because once you explained this to me when we chatted before, I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. But I would love for them to hear like your rendition of that because I'm thinking some folks have got to be thinking the same way I was about that. Yes. So we need traffic to come to our shop, right? And we do this namely by leveraging SEO on Etsy, but then we're still doing other things, right? Some people go heavy on Pinterest. Some people choose to go the social media route, but let's face it. Pinterest is a long-term game and you have to stay consistent and you have to commit to it. Um, social media, I mean, if you don't commit, like right. you're not going to succeed. It's not like you can go on vacation for a month and come back and... You just have to pray that your account is still alive and active, right? <laughs> um, and you're always in that rabbit hole of, or, or the hamster wheel rather, of uh, of creating content. It's nonstop. But with a podcast, because you can leverage SEO, you can create this one piece of content, you put it out to the world, and people will just find you. And the way to promote your shop is, let's say you sell soaps right? You're not going to make a podcast about your soaps and how to make soaps. You're going to make a podcast that caters to the person that you sell your soaps to. So we think about their ideal customer avatar. And let's say, you know, she's a mom, she likes the non-toxic stuff, the organic stuff. Maybe she's crunchy like I am. And she really values the high quality things for her and for her family. So you're going to make a podcast for her. So maybe we're going to have the non-toxic podcast. And in this episode, this, uh, this episode is sponsored by my shop. And then you plug in your shop and then you go into the episode. And if there is a, a part in your episode where it makes sense for you to talk about the soaps that you make, you can tell them. And by the way, I hand make the soaps. They're organic. They are non-toxic. They're vegan. They're zero waste. They're all the things you're looking for. Here's a 10% discount. Come find me there. Yeah, and, and this is basically how you can use a podcast leverage a podcast to promote your shop. And one thing I want to say, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I would say promote Promote your brand rather than like your Etsy shop, right? So even though we're sending people back to Etsy, ultimately grow your brand. Use the podcast to grow your brand more than we are using it to grow your your Etsy shop, right? So we can always say, I sell this in my shop, XYZ. Don't say the don't say I sell it in my Etsy shop because the day that you move out of Etsy for whatever reason, uh, you're just moving on to to bigger things. People can still find you because you always branded your shop versus my Etsy shop. It's just a, a tiny little tweak that you can make. No, I think that's really important. And I and um, branding is something that we don't talk about a ton here. I'm I I'm trying to do that a little more, but I also I feel like people can go over the deep end and spend so much time on branding rather than actually figuring out how to sell. What elements are you thinking? Are you thinking like the actual shop name in terms of the brand? Like you're just so I would be. 
if my if I had an Etsy shop, which I well, I do that I'm working on, it's how to sell your stuff, and it's for my you know digital downloads to teach people how to sell on Etsy, things like that, or maybe for like they can buy a coaching service or whatever. I wouldn't be talking about oh come to my Etsy shop. I'd be talking about how to sell your stuff, and I would be I would then when like they needed to buy the the link would be to my Etsy shop. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you can just say come over to my shop link in the show notes, and then one day let's say again you you have your own website or you have moved on to other things, you can just go back and edit the links on your show notes. Yes, and then you're still sending people back to the new place where you're sending them to. But for now, I mean, Etsy is a great place, right? I love Etsy because, I mean, I I remember back in my Etsy days, people just didn't like Etsy. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, go spend five minutes on Amazon to see what life is like. Like, Etsy is amazing. (laughs) You get so much data from Etsy. I really feel like, I mean, at least compared to Amazon, they're here to help you, right? Like, I don't know what Etsy was like, you know, 10 years ago. But I know Etsy 2020 was super helpful to me and I loved it, you know? So I still stand by starting, start off on Etsy. It's a great place for you to be. The credibility is already built in because, you know, people are thinking I'm going to Etsy, I'm buying off of Etsy, right? And they're supporting um, small businesses. Uh, So I start off there, but just thinking ahead, always brand your shop uh, and your brand rather than your Etsy shop, you know? I love that. And I would probably even like if it was me, I would I would just start with the Etsy shop. I wouldn't have my own website yet, but I would buy the URL for my still my Etsy shop name before I even pick my name. I'd I'd pick one that I could get at least a similar URL, like a dot co or a dot net or whatever it would need to be. And then I would use that in my podcast and I would go and I'd have it redirect to the Etsy shop so that I'm just using that URL just to make it neat and tidy and pretty. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Okay. I love this. I think this is so interesting. And and so here's, here's what I am a a big, big, big geek for research. Okay. Like I think that when you get into Etsy, no matter what you're selling, sometimes we are our ideal customer, but sometimes we're not. Um, And it just kind of depends on what's trending. Like I, I tend to be very granola girl, like, you know, so I am not going to be probably buying something that's pastel-y, you know, or that's just not very pretty, just not what I would wear. I like more. Okay. So um, if I was going to sell to people who would buy the more pastel-y, maybe more of a Gen Z, that kind of thing, I would need to become obsessed with that kind of person and do so much research. I would need to get in their head. I need to know what they buy, where they shop, what they do on the weekends, or like what kind of music they like. I would need to become so obsessed. And so what I think is so cool about what you're suggesting is that having to make a podcast or choosing to make a podcast to talk about them or to talk about things they'd be interested in would force me to understand them so well. I actually think this would make my Etsy sales go through the roof, even just because I would be in the mind of my ideal customer even better. Do you think that's like a fair assessment? 100%, yes. And you're making that connection with them, right? Yes. Also, like it's kind of twofold. So imagine on your banner, you put on there, come listen to the podcast, right? And then from the pod, so even if they're like, I'm not sure, I don't know, it's like that circular thing that you're creating. So if they landed on your shop and you're not sure, now they know you have a podcast, they're going to go listen to you. They listen to the podcast, you have a 10% code, they come back and buy from you anyway. Or if you're on the podcast and they're like, I don't know, help me they're still going to go back to your, to your Etsy shop. So you're still growing your brand no matter what. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by my free masterclass, 
how to kickstart your Etsy shop. Do you have goals for your Etsy shop that aren't quite happening yet? (laughs) Whether you're an Etsy hobbyist or have dreams for a full-time, replace-your-day-job kind of business, there's definitely a learning curve to figuring out your own Etsy secret sauce. (laughs) And I totally want to help you connect those dots and crack the Etsy code even faster. So... I went ahead and made a free Etsy masterclass for you to start learning some of the critical pieces of the Etsy puzzle that will help you start getting those sales. My How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop free masterclass will give you massive insights that will make your Etsy challenges feel like an old memory. I'm teaching you two myths that will hold you back if you buy in, two huge mistakes that most new sellers make, and three skills to master to become successful on Etsy. I can't wait to hear your quick wins that come out of this, you guys. You can grab it today. It's available on demand at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. That's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. I will see you there. I always think it's so important and cool on Etsy if you can help the person, the shopper, feel like they're buying from you rather than buying from Etsy. And that can be a hard connection to make. But if you make it, you've got a repeat buyer, you've got a five-star review, you've got a whole different, you are now running your business instead of your business running you. And I think that is so cool. So, okay, can we can we talk through some scenarios? Because I have folks who listen. I know, I'm, <laughs> I get so geeked out, Julianne, I just do. Um, I, I have people who listen who are in the print-on-demand space, some who are in the digital product space, some that are in the vintage space, and some that are in the hand made space. So would you mind giving us just a couple of examples of like, I loved your your suggestion of, okay, if you're selling crunchy, here are the things you talk about. Maybe like a few other scenarios of like, okay, if you sell this, this might be three episodes of what you would talk about kind of thing. Yeah. So like, let's do vintage, right? Like, I feel like that'd be so much fun. Um, Like, again, I'm just going to make stuff up. I don't know if this exists Mm -hmm. or not. You obviously have to do your research, but you know, the vintage chick podcast. And in the podcast, we're going to choose, you know, the era that we're talking to because vintage in and of itself is so broad. So what are we talking about? Right. And then um, you can give tips on how to buy, you know, the best vintage things. Um, You can talk about like, let's say you you're more specific. You're talking about vintage jewelry. How to take care of of vintage jewelry? How do you know that this is actually real versus a fake? How do you spot it? You know, like those are all episodes. Like think about. What are the questions that your person is asking? That's what I want to know, right? Like if I go to Etsy and I buy something that claims to be vintage, is it really vintage? Right. Or did it come from, I don't know, China and like they did just put a vintage label on it. So how do I spot a fake? Just talk about those things, you know? I don't want to know about like storage, like safe storage for it. I don't want to know about staging. Like I'm terrible at that. Like how do I make this look cute? Like I don't want it to look knickknacky. I want to like stage it real cute in my home. There's so many different things. There's so many different things you can do. And that's the thing too, that you really get to, to let your, uh, your creativity shine in this podcast, right? Like we're still offering value, but there's so much more that we can talk about because there's so much more that we know about our product than our person knows. They don't even know probably that our product exists. They know they have the problem, but do they know that they, there's a solution to their, uh, to the problem and we, we have it, you know, and we just create those deep connections with them, which builds loyal customers. Yes. Again, they feel like they're shopping from you. Do you think someone who's got like a, a shop where they just sell all different kinds of digital products or all different kinds of print on demand products, it's probably not as good a fit for them because they can't get really specific about the person? You know, I would say probably not because if they're selling a bunch of different things and there's not a niche, I would say 
like, what is your podcast going to be about, you know? Right. Because it's all over the place. One thing that I could recommend is still reach out to maybe your favorite podcaster and try to work out a deal with them where they're promoting your shop. You know, like, let's say, I don't know, they talk about politics and you sell the shirt about whatever it is that they're selling. You can say, hey, do you, would you want to work a collab with me type of thing? That okay. is how you can make maybe make a podcast work. But if you're selling all sorts of different things and you don't have a niche, it's not only is it confusing to the Etsy algorithm, right? But it's also going to be confusing to the podcast algorithm. So at the end of the day, we're still dealing with algorithms here. Yeah. You can never You're forget better that. off leveraging someone else's podcast and maybe focusing on Pinterest or something. Okay. That's super helpful. So how would you maybe summarize the type of Etsy seller who would really, really strike gold starting a podcast? The Etsy seller who has proof of concept, right? So like not the person who is brand new, who's trying to do all the things, Let's do it for the person who has made maybe a few thousand dollars with her podcast, maybe or with her Etsy shop. Let's just say like, I don't know, $5,000 with her Etsy shop. She has made that much money. She knows it's working. Let's blow this up. Let's go with a podcast, right? Yeah. Also, somebody is thinking about like, she's a, she's a mom. She's got a toddler, a baby on the boob. It would be perfect for her because she doesn't have a whole lot of time to be sitting here on Pinterest and fiddling with TikTok or Instagram. That is who a podcast is for. Um, I think in the beginning stages of building a shop, there's so many other things that you have to worry about. Yeah. So I wouldn't say do this in the beginning because unless you have unless you have proof of concept somewhere else, like let's say you go to the farmers markets on weekends and you have success from that, and now you're expanding into Etsy, then I'm, I'm like, okay, we can consider it. But for the person that's brand brand making new to this online space, let's give it a minute. You know, let's see what's working. Also. The data that you grab from Etsy can still be helpful for your podcast, you know, like the keywords that people are searching and all those things. So let's wait. Let's give it three months at least. And then we can kind of go from there and start thinking about the podcast. I think that's a really important point you just made because like you said, there's so much you're juggling in the beginning. And a lot of times new new sellers, if they're not making sales, they feel very desperate and they get kind of panicked. I get the emails all the time. It's completely precious. And I know I was there my first six months on Etsy. It was crickets and I couldn't, I was, I couldn't figure out what was wrong, but I'm kind of stubborn. Like I kind of don't have an ego about it at all. I'm kind of stubborn and I'm just like, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and it's a game for me, but I realize we're all wired differently. I'm just weird. But, um, but I think you make a good point, you know, like I'm a very data driven person and I was thinking about people that are closest to me and I was looking at women who I find are very successful in design space and what are the difference between these women that, you know, made it really fast or that just had a huge breakthrough versus the women that I find are, are kind of like the beginning stages and they're always like, you know, struggling to get out. And I'm seeing women because most of my audience, they're women yes. and the women who treated their business like a game it was like poof like because they were not it was they were unattached you know like it doesn't matter what the outcome is I'm winning because I'm playing the game you know Mm -hmm. so like once you have the mindset and you're like okay no matter what happens I'm good because even if let's worst case scenario I made no sales on Etsy but I learned a whole new set of skills we're doing good yes you're better off than you were a few months ago yeah I would say if you're like desperate for money like I, I drive for Uber Eats for a little bit, like babysit, do something that you can get, you know, I mean, and then maybe just spend three to five hours a week on an Etsy shop and just learn gradually. But if you're just, if you're, if you can come at it from just like, I want to add an extra stream of income and I, I'm going to play with it and I'm going to figure it out. Everything is figure outable. 
It's perfect. So I love that. Podcasting is for the more established seller who wants to scale rather than someone who's just like, nothing is selling and I need a new angle to go after it. Right. Exactly. So what would you say, Juliana, are the benefits of launching a podcast? And we've talked about that a little bit, but I'm guessing, I know that brain of yours has more in it and um, it's going to help us connect some dots. Yes. So here's the thing. One of the things is the podcast episode that you launch today, it'll do well today, but for years to come, people come back and listen to this episode, right? So this is the power of podcasting. You create one piece of content and you're gonna SEO optimize it. We're in the Zetsy space. I know people tend to freak out over SEO, but SEO, I promise you, is your friend. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to understand. Once once you understand how it works, you're like, oh, okay, this, this makes total sense. So we SEO optimize our episodes and the episode will work for you for years to come. And there is an algorithm on a podcast, but the way that it's set up, it can give you as much visibility as the you know the the celebrity coach next door. You know, like everybody kind of has an equal footing inside of the podcast app, where it's not like in on Instagram that the person yeah. with the most followers will always get more followers because they yes. have the spotlight, and the little person here like struggling to get a hundred. Uh, followers you know it's not like that so on a podcast as long as you know the building blocks of podcasting you have a chance to make it like my own podcast I am not a household name nobody mm-hmm. knew me when I started podcasting I didn't have an email list I didn't announce it to anybody because I'm like I don't want anybody to know that I'm podcasting <laughs> and I still have a successful podcast that brings me um, leads every single day and I know that regardless even if I don't bring leads to my, to my business. It's still making an impact on people's lives. You know, it's still blessing somebody really big. You know, so at the end of the day, I am making impact on this planet regardless because people are listening to my podcast. So this is the power of podcasting. Um, you know, as far as brand goes, it, it, it'll only grow with you, you know, and the thing about podcasting is that, you know, let's say your first month you have, you know, 50 downloads. The second month podcasting, you have 200. The third month, you have 1,000. And this is the, the, the growth just compounds on itself. It's not like the steady growth. It just goes, it really just compounds, you know? So being able to leverage that, especially in a day and age where we're, we're short on time, it's huge, you know? And then also, let's face it, most people, have, according to science, they have the attention span of eight seconds, right? So that's <laughs> what you can expect on social media. But on a podcast, you have their attention for 10 to 15 minutes, 100%. And even if we have a longer episode, people might need to break it into like two listens or two. Like if I'm thinking about my ideal listener, she's a mom driving kids back and forth to school. So that's when she's probably listening to me or maybe she's going for her morning walk, you know. So I tend to make my my episodes 15 to 20 minutes long. And when I have those longer episodes, I just know she's going to come back and listen to it again. But regardless, we still have their attention for a longer period of time versus whatever cool platforms out there, wherever the kids hang out these days. I haven't spent nearly enough time thinking about that. That's a really good point. I don't know why people listen to my podcast for 45 minutes to an hour, but they do. And they tell me they binge them all. And it's just, I I don't know what it is. There's a magic that happens listening to a podcast because you just feel like you're sitting there with someone who knows, you know, a lot about what you're interested in. And I think, I, I think it is a, it's like amazing the attention span. I, Instagram drives me crazy. I, I can't even deal with it. What do you yeah, think I'm is a typical? Instagram. I deleted my Instagram account in November. I'm like, really? I don't like it here. I'm out. Yeah, I don't I like it here. That is actually so your vibe, Julia. You would do that. You'd be like, 
piece. And I'm just like, I'm going to stand on my own breath. Um, so oh, I, love I just want to say, like, you mentioned something huge, right? The bingeability on a podcast, because you can binge to everything. It's right there available to you. You can go back and listen to episode one. Uh, if I just land on a podcast, I can go back and listen to episode one. But also the connection that you make. You know, it's yeah. like having a conversation with a friend on the phone. You don't get that on social. You know, social feels just like very sterile. You know, no matter yes. what you do, it's it's like I don't know. It, it, the exchange is weird, but on a podcast, it's like, hey, friend, sit down. You know, let's grab a cup of coffee and, and have a conversation about this. Yes. Yeah, especially Pinterest. It's like the most serial thing ever. I mean, it's magic. Don't, I'm obsessed with Pinterest. It has made me ridiculous amounts of money for Etsy, but I'm with you completely. What do you think is like the average traction time? Like if someone's going to start a pot, I had a really interesting experience, right? Like I can totally attest to what you said. My, I have 75 episodes now. And I don't know when this airs, it's going to be, it's going to be more than that because I'm doing them weekly again. But um, like my old ones, I still get tons of affiliate sales from them. I still get tons of downloads from them. It's amazing, like over a year old. And it just blows my mind as someone who's been in the social media space for over 10 years. Like, I think this is so it's I'm so glad you brought up SEO because SEO has been, I think, really critical for my podcast. And like, the fact that it's things that people search about Etsy all the time. And so I actually had downloads right away. I think my first couple month, months, I got a couple hundred downloads. And then as I started to get reviews, and stuff like that, and then hit more topics. Like as I figured out, oh, these are the topics that people are really interested in. I was able to kind of tie a little more into that and I saw more exponential kind of growth. And I know you said like, and it did compound because the people would keep coming back and then it would grow and then it would just like that. But what do you think is the average amount of time that, you know, someone who would be starting from an, like like this, like an Etsy shop topic, how long until they could start seeing some results, do you think? Honestly, from what I have observed, because again, I own an agency, three months is a good yeah. time frame. But obviously, podcasting for the sake of podcasting is not going to make you money. Like you have to be able to pitch Attention. what it is that you do, you know, like you have to be able to talk about your product, right? Um, so you need to do that. And of course, we need to have SEO in place. So it's not just, oh, let me start my podcast and pull up my phone and just host it on Anchor. There are things we need to do to make sure that we have the building blocks for our podcast set up and it's puts in a place for optimum visibility. And then we're talking about our product. Because if you just assume that people will just, you know, run and come find you in the interrupts, they're not. So talk about like, you know, going back to the crunchy mom who has a non-toxic podcast or the imaginary podcast, right? Like talk about your soaps and why this person needs it. You know, so you have to not be afraid to sell your offer on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You have to weave it in there every single time for sure. And that took a while too. I'll say like, even though I was getting the downloads, it took a few months before people were clicking. Um, And that has just grown as well. So I I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. What do you think, uh, what kind of tech would someone need? Is it kind of expensive to get started in podcasting or... I mean, I I got my little microphone. So when I started... I had something like this, so I have uh, a wired Apple headphone headset, and no matter what direction you go, I always recommend something wired. I do not like wireless anything, okay, because the sound doesn't sound great, you know. So get get yourself something that's wired. But when I started podcasting, I had a gamer headset that I got on Amazon. It was twenty bucks, and it was great because I had you know the the. The headphones and the mic, it was all in one piece. And as a mom of little, so like to destroy things, I could just put it up somewhere high and it was 
always one piece of me having to put it on. Um, as I kind of graduated, I also got myself a, a Yeti. If I'm being super honest, a Yeti is actually not the best for podcasters, yeah, but I it know. makes for a great prop, which is why I have it. So I, I bought it knowing that I was just going to use it mainly for, for taking photos because it just makes for great photos. But yeah, I mean, honestly, just start with, um, start with a, a, a cheap headset from Amazon, 20 bucks. Make sure that the audio sounds good and you're good to go. And again, something wired because wired is just the something to your voice. It doesn't sound good. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I the Yeti, I like definitely need to upgrade. I think it's time for me to upgrade. This was just something I got for Christmas when I was like told my family I wanted to start a podcast. And I do use it and the sound is okay, but like I I don't know, my quality is mediocre at best, but no one seems to care. It just kind of keeps me your real. settings. I can help you out right now, girl. Oh, okay. Okay, so are you talking about these guys? Okay, yeah. Put your gain a little bit more towards the left. Towards my you. left? Yes. The gain. That'll, that'll help with the sound quality. I now have a um like a like a sound engineer do my episodes for me. They he, since I'm on since I'm on video as well, it was a lot doing all the editing and I got I got okay. At, I mean not really. I say I got okay at it. I passed. Nobody complained. I didn't have you know how some of those podcasts have the reviews and people are like their sound quality is trash and I was just like bracing myself for that impact, but it never happened. Um, the only criticism I ever got was that the like the worst one was um what did what did they say? They said that it was a a funnel disguised as a, as a podcast. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you probably listened to just my first, like she said, she gave him four episodes a try. And I'm like, yeah, my first four, I was figuring it out like for sure. And she's like, and she also sounds like she's reading from a script. Um, and so, and I was like, fine with it. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, it's not disguised as a lead magnet, but, or a funnel, but I do have, I am building an email list because I'm building a business. So yes, there is, there is that there. And when I do a solo episode, I am reading from a script because otherwise this girl will run off in so many different directions and I will not stay on topic. As you guys know, I do anyway. And a script sort of keeps me on a leash, but the sound, I've never had a sound quality complaint. So we'll see. The, my guy does I mean, a good job. Listen, I have done episodes. I lived in Italy for a while oh. and I've done episodes in the car with traffic going by. And I'm like, I'm in my phone. I'm on my phone. I'm making an episode. And it was fine. Like, listen, like every once in a while, it's okay. Yes. You know, but I have had people complain that I say like, you know, um, too much, which it is, it's true, you know? I'm not going to lie. I say it and it bothers me, but it is what it is. And I became Christian uh, not long ago and I've been fusing faith into my episodes and some people are bothered by it. And I'm like, well, yes. I'm sorry, but you know, Jesus is very important for me and I'm not going to stop talking about it. So don't listen. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's really interesting. Cause I, for sure, I think I say like, and I'm a lot more than you. That's really interesting. Hey, by the way, guys, big air hug from me to you for not getting on my case about that. Um, and then the faith thing as well. I try to keep like my, my listeners know that, that I am Christian and it's like a very important part of my life because I chose to be vulnerable about it because I want them to know the real me. But I also am very, um, I will also say like, everyone is welcome here. Like I, um, I have been every other faith, basically. I like, I, this is a safe place for everyone. And I'm just choosing to be like, I respect and love you as my listener enough to just be vulnerable about who I really am. And also to tell you, I'm really good with who you are. Like that's, that's good with me and you're welcome here. And there, this is a space. So um, I will sometimes get some criticism. This is too, but then I've also had really lovely people 
who um, are atheists or whatever, and they'll be like, you know what, this person is really transparent about her faith, but she makes you still feel really welcome. And that to me is the best comp. Like, I'm thrilled when I hear from someone who's like, I'm a Christian too. And I'm like, yeah, sister, fist bump. But then when someone else who doesn't necessarily follow the same beliefs as I am, like, talk about the world we're in right now. We need to find connection with each other when we don't agree. Like, oh I'm passionate yeah. about that. Like, my faith, I'm passionate about my faith. And I believe part of my faith is, like, loving my neighbor. <laughs> like, finding connection with people who believe differently than me. I want those people in my life. I feel like I'm not my best if I don't have people who see things differently than me around. And I, it doesn't, it's not a challenge to me. It's like a blessing to me. So, okay, I'm, a, I'm on my soapbox. But, yes, that has come up for me as well. And I... I love being able to just say, yes, I'm going to be real with who I really am. And I am not trying to um, proselytize. I'm just being, I'm just telling you who I am. And I'm loving that you're here. And I hope that you experience warmth and welcomeness and love for me, because that is like, at the end of the day, like my found, yeah. like foundational. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how I am on my podcast. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not going to change myself, right? Like, no, listen, right. If you want to hang out with me, Jesus is coming along. And that's yep. cool, you know, uh, and I just want to touch on something. If somebody's listening right now, they're like, oh, reviews. I'm afraid of reviews. Um, it's even worse because on Etsy, you can't reply, right? But here you can't. Right. Depending on the review that you get, if the person is being really mean or they're just not offering any const- uh, constructive, constructive feedback, you can have that review removed. So if you're afraid of reviews, negative reviews, um, I got your back. <laughs> we can that's take care of that. Good. No, that's so good to know. Um, I don't feel like any that I have would be like, I think they're all that like valid. I'm okay with what they said. But if it had any profanity or if it was just being nasty, I would not hesitate to hit report on that baby at all. Absolutely. Um, Okay, Juliana, we need to know because I've already learned so much from you in our conversations, what resources and and services do you have for folks who maybe want to take that step? Um, My guess is you've got several different choices. So how how can you help us if we want to grow in our podcasting or people who maybe want to start one have no idea where to start? Yeah. So I would say come and check out my podcast, Organic Marketing Simplified, so that you get a vibe, you see how I do things, and you can understand a little bit more about the podcasting world. Um, I have a course for the people who already have a podcast right now. I have a course that helps them manage their podcast and get them a top ranking podcast. And I'm actually going to be launching my launcher podcast course. And the reason why I keep them separate is because a launch is very different than a monthly management. Yes. There, there's two different strategies and I don't want to overwhelm people with like, here we go. Here are all the things you have to do. So I keep them separate. So maybe by the time this episode comes out, I'll have my launch your podcast course, but I also own an agency. So if you're like, listen, I I am done dealing with the tech. I don't want to learn how to do another thing in this online space. Just handle it for me. Then I own an agency and we can take care of that as well. Yes. You're on my short list. I love it so much. Hey, hey, you guys coming in hot with a pro tip. Are you ready? Do you use special fonts, graphics, SVGs, or other digital goods to create your products or run your Etsy business, you need Creative Fabrica. So for years in my shop, I walked that fine line of either using stock fonts and graphics that were right there on Canva, and I had a ton of trouble differentiating myself because let's be honest, everyone else was using them too. 
or I had to go invest a ton of money, sometimes hundreds of dollars, to buy them direct from a designer so I could create something extra unique and stunning, right? And don't even get me started about the whole factor of making sure I had a a commercial use license so that I could use it for business. It was a whole whole nother expense and hassle, to be honest with you. Um, But I have since found a better way, and I'm letting you in on the secret, okay? Enter Creative Fabrica. You guys, getting a membership to Creative Fabrica has been a game changer for me, okay? I've literally saved thousands of dollars. I'm able to create faster because I no longer have to scour the internet for what I need. It's very convenient. Not to mention, I don't have to wait for my budget to allow for a new digital asset before I can create something new. I have this membership. I can just access it whenever I want. So what is it? Creative Fabrica is a website where you can access unlimited digital goods for just $9.99 a month, like $9.99. This uh, my jaw drops because this is this is an insane deal because everything comes with a commercial license as well, which means you're allowed to use them legally for profit. And and I, I have to chuckle because this is this is less than I used to pay for just one font before y'all. <laughs> like $9.99 for access. Okay, they have over 6 million fonts, graphics, and other digital resources that you will have full access to at any time. It's essentially like, like, to be honest, this is like the top Etsy seller's best kept secret that you are now privy to. (laughs) Welcome to the family. Did I mention you belong here? You belong here. Um, And on top of that, Creative Fabrica, so they discovered this podcast, they reached out to me and they were like, Lizzie, we want to offer your audience like a special, a special little perk. I'm just like, well, we love that. Tell us what it is. So now you guys can get one month free. You can get a free trial for up to 10 downloads and you can test drive it and see if it's a good fit for you. Like I, I literally pay my own membership. I love it. So if nothing else, like take a free trial, stock up on some fresh stuff for free. Thank you, Creative Fabrica. And if you love the service as much as I do, it's just $9.99 per month to keep it going. And you can also um, cancel at any time. No questions asked. I love that. I love it when they do that. So if you want to jump in on the sweet deal, just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. Again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash creative. And you can grab that free trial. I'm so excited, you guys, to share this with you because oh, this is like one of those pieces to the puzzle that can just change everything. It can just up the whole game. So just like let me know how it goes, okay? When this airs, I will my I have robust show notes <laughs> and I will make sure that whatever you have is is linked. So any of those services that are available will be linked. Um, or if Juliana just has maybe like a launch list, like um, if you want to get like a heads up email when it's coming out, we'll make sure that we'll, we will make sure you know when that cert- because I think that's the biggest question that people have, Juliana. It's the launch piece. And I remember I fumbled a bit with the tech and like setting up li- Lisbon, li- Lipson. I just said a country instead of the <laughs> Libsyn, um, which I love and I use all the time now, but like trying to set it up and then it's asking me all this stuff that I feel, I'm just like, I'm not on the radio. It, it confused me a little bit. So that having the, that's going to be gold right there. I'm glad you're doing that. So obviously we all need to follow your podcast. What are other great places for listeners to stay connected? Facebook, because okay. I'm not, I'm not on social media. So Facebook is it. So you can, you can friend me on Facebook. I'm finding I have such a great time just friending people on Facebook and I feel like I can actually get to know you. I see your kids and it's like, yeah, like let's hang out on Facebook a little bit more. And, and Facebook is not a time suck for me like Instagram was. <laughs> so Facebook and my podcast, those are the two places to hang out. Okay. And so that's a personal profile as opposed to a business page, yeah. right? 
personal okay. profile, yes. My, I love that. That's so down to earth. Okay. So I'll make sure all of that is linked. Um, and I just want to thank you so much for sharing today. I think this is like, so Juliana reached out to me, which is the coolest thing. And she was like, Hey, I have a great topic for you. And I was like, you have my attention. This is fascinating. Cause I had never thought to suggest a podcast for an Etsy shop. But I think that for a lot of my listeners, especially, especially the handmade space, but anybody who's really niche, this could be phenomenal and so much fun for them. Yes. I mean, the possibilities and the things you can do. And here's the thing, right? Like when it comes to Etsy, we can be very creative with our product. But when it comes to the SEO part, we have to be like robotic, very straightforward, right? And I feel like a podcast can kind of fill that gap, right? Like we cannot put like this cute titles on Etsy, but we can have fun with our podcast and our creativity can come through in the podcast. So it's a way to to balance out while bringing you more visibility and more traffic and building a loyal fan base. I think it's brilliant. And you guys have got to drop me a line if you start a podcast. I need to know about it. Please let me know. Hit up Juliana if you have, if you need any of these resources. Um, it's really interesting because she, she, I should add this. She reached out to me, but I had found her a week prior um, when I was looking at, am I ready to move to full on management? And um and she was, she was my top choice. I just can't pay for all of it yet because I have video. Don't do video, by the way. When you guys do podcasting, just do the audio. I committed to it because I'm, I'm just like selling courses, but like for an Etsy shop, just do audio. And that's a whole different ball game. And, um, do video. I'm sorry, not video, do audio, only audio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started out that way and I needed to I needed to pivot because I needed YouTube content, but it's a totally it's a totally different thing. And if you guys have questions about that, you can always, you know, you can email or DM me and ask why or ask about it. But for the management services, she was at the top of my list, which is spectacular. So thank you. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you. I know that we will be in touch and uh, and we'll have to also have you back to continue this conversation. Absolutely. Let me know when and I'll be here. I love uh, talking, you know, in, with other Etsy sellers. And I, I know the struggle, right? Because I've been there. So I know, I know what you're struggling with. I know SEO is killing your vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins the, the creative moment. Yes. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I um, definitely encourage you to check out Juliana. I adore her and she's so much fun and she knows her stuff. Um, she has taught me some stuff already. And I was just like, wow. Okay, need you in my life, girl. So um, y'all have a great week and go make something awesome. Talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.